This is Fluency at Your Fingertips by Seb Answers, a podcast for English language learners and teachers. For part two, the topic is to describe a school you went to in your childhood. So I'm looking at my watch. I'm going to give you my two-minute answer now. When I was in grade school, um, my primary school, it was quite small. It was actually a class size of about 20 students uh, that began in kindergarten and went all the way up through fifth grade before we went to a regional middle school. Uh, The primary school was really nice because it was such a small building with a really beautiful new playground that they had just built in the back of the school. There was a nice sloping hill behind the school as well. It was a place where in good weather we would roll down the hill and in snowy winters we would go sledding. The teachers were really special. We had homeroom teachers, just one teacher per grade, and um, there, each one was unique. Um, there was one year that the, the teacher was split um, between the first half and the second half. So we had a young lady teaching us at the beginning of third grade and then the more, more experienced teacher who had taken time off to finish the second half of the year. It was um, a great experience. Uh, she was one of my favorites because she was a younger teacher. Many of the teachers was, were older Um, But all of the teachers really had great personalities, and it seemed that they loved working with us, the children. And to say that there's one thing in particular that I learned as a child, uh, it's probably just, you know, literacy skills, um, multiplication tables. That was a real challenge. Uh, when (laughs) When I was in second grade and third grade, we learned those by heart. It's something that is useful for life. Um, I like to drive by the school. I enjoy seeing it when I pass by on the street. For part three, the first topic here is schools in your country. What are the main types of schools in your country? Well, here in the United States, the, uh, Again, primary school, that's elementary school. It's followed by middle school and then high school. So I think that's pretty standard around the world, except in some cases. And the types of schools, of course, I guess you could say beginning with nursery or pre-K, there are those programs. I suppose some places have public preschool, but it's not widespread in the United States. Public school is an option for kindergarten through 12th grade. There are private school options for all of those uh, years as well. Uh, Yep, those are the main options, the main types, public school, private school, including boarding and residential schools. The next question is, are teachers today more or less strict than in the past? I have worked in schools um, in the United States, and I would say that my experience as a student and then as a teacher tells me that, in general, the most uh, strict teachers I had were strict by reputation and not not especially in their, um, 
you know, in their enforcement of rules. I think that they commanded respect and students uh, coming up through the grades knew that they were tough and fair. Um, I think that these days, teachers working with students, they, I think they in general um, try to enforce the rules of the school and, and command the classroom in a way that will allow everyone to learn. But I'm not sure that I'd go so far to say that they are either less strict or more strict. I think there's so much variability among uh, teachers and their styles of enforcing classroom rules. The next question is, do students have to study too hard at school nowadays? I have thought so, but then again, uh, I think that education is such an important thing, myself as a teacher, that really um, the amount of study, mm, it wouldn't necessarily be too much in my opinion. I think there are places where I've taught around the world, for instance, in South Korea, where students end up spending so much time at schools and learning centers, uh, academies, for instance, for extra classes in math or English, that perhaps they miss other opportunities that are also important to learning, like sports or, you know, other structured extracurricular activities. Okay, the next topic here is technology and learning. And the first question is, how can computers be used in the classroom? Now, specifically to computers in the classroom, I suppose there are many things that um, teachers can use computers for as presentation tools or s require students to use themselves in presentations. There are other lots of learning opportunities that involve games that um, allow students to interact in pairs or groups. I, I think that those can be things like math or structured play. When I was a kid, I, even in fifth grade, and that was 25 years ago, we had access to a computer in the classroom and we played a game called Oregon Trail. And it was, you know, it was a fun game that we could um, have access to too, um, on certain days, but not all the time. It was quite limited. But um, these days, computers are not just desktops. They are phones and tablets, and so there's almost no limit to the way that they could be used as resources and uh, for collaborative learning among students. The next question is, what are the advantages and disadvantages to online study? I've had the opportunity to take classes online. I studied with Blackboard when I was in graduate school, and I would say that it required quite a lot of discipline because the, you know, the learning was asynchronous. We were not doing video lectures. Really, we were using discussion boards, and so for students, it was very important to manage their time in order to uh, meet deadlines and to meet the requirements of interacting with their peers. The question about uh, disadvantages, I guess, you know, the aspect about always being in class, if you're on your computer, you, you really you have access to those um, learning opportunities any time of the day and night, and I think that um, it really the same way you need to manage your time in order to meet deadlines, you need to manage your time as a student who's learning online in order to have solid 
time hours away from the computer so that you're just not uh, engrossed in that online <laughs> learning environment all the time. I think time away from the computer is necessary in order to mitigate some of the problems that arise from too much time with technology. The next question is, do you think technology will one day replace teachers? Why or why not? I think we're seeing that this is really part of the problem with exclusively online learning. The children um, at a young age, they don't do so well with the online learning. They need to be gui guided, obviously, in using the technology, but they also miss out on the interactions that they benefit so much from when they're learning in person in a classroom with their friends by their sides. Um, there's a lot to that and school is not daycare, it is a learning environment, but besides learning from the teacher and their peers, they also have the interaction with the facilities and, and the school uh, environment. So there's so much that goes on at school that is not related to books, which, you know, okay, um, perhaps books and video can be used for online learning, but it's not going to replace teachers and it's not going to replace their peers, the interaction with their peers, uh, the students' interaction with their fellow classmates. The third topic here is the purpose of education, and the first question is, is the primary purpose of education to prepare people for the workplace? Why or why not? I have to say no. Uh, at one time I thought that really I was going to college in order to get a, a degree that would allow me to pursue a certain job, but really I find that um, there are so many jobs that don't require uh, advanced degrees and really the um, the type of education that we receive in grade school, high school, and at college or university, it's not really geared to uh, vocational training. There are those types of schools, but the majority of our learning experiences are not for that purpose. They are for socialization, for um, allowing us to learn to be good members of society and to have civic responsibility and to be able to interact with each other successfully in our lives and not just at the workplace. The next question is, in what ways has the purpose of education changed over time? The purpose of education, I think, is to create a well-rounded individual. So to the extent that that may have changed recently, or from a long time ago. I think the big thing is that so many people have access to education and that's a very positive thing um, to the extent that it has changed in order to um, create a certain learning outcome. I think perhaps, yeah, that, that's something. Um, teachers, they, they've learned certain strategies of teaching that allow them to be more effective teachers and so uh, the purpose of having students engage with uh, teachers who really try to relate the content to the individual and, and make learning fun, it's really, um, it's benefited the learners. And so 
to the extent that the purpose has changed, perhaps it's not so much a demonstration of knowledge um, as much as it used to be on the part of the teachers or the student in their test taking, but rather to have the ability to interact with um, complex ideas, find solutions, and pursue learning independently. And it creates a type of student who is interested and motivated intrinsically rather than extrinsically. All right, and the final question here in my list of part three questions for IELTS is, is education the primary responsibility of parents or the state? Now, as much as public schools operate um, in order to provide education to people who 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 need it, uh, who need it, and who need to have their time sort of uh, occupied, the the children whose parents are off working, earning livings in order to support them and to raise them, as much as the state provides that in order that the parents may be functioning members of the economy. Um, I think there's so much education that parents do provide, and, and it is their responsibi responsibility to do so in the home, uh, from structuring homework time to lessons about healthy eating, uh, self-regulation, sleep quality. There are a lot of things that are part of being a successful adult that parents instill through instruction and by example.